Hello, and welcome back to the Happy You're Here podcast. In this show, we talk about tools, techniques, and ideas to help us all live more fulfilling and connected lives. This season is all Omaha-based people, people that I can interview in person and have just these long-form conversations. These are all people in the community that I feel are spreading positivity and kind of the messages that we're talking about here. So this is really heavy on the ideas and the inspiration piece. Often I ask them, what are the tools that they use and what are the techniques that they use to live more fulfilling and connected lives? They're very connected in the community. They're just pillars of positivity and happiness. And I think that you'll really enjoy these episodes. Thank you for listening and enjoy. In this episode, we have Kelsey Kowalski. Hi, Kelsey. Hi. This is uh, one of your first podcasts. So yeah, I'm excited to uh, uh, um, bring you onto this format and record your voice talking about all of the other mediums that you use to create and record <laughs> your, your creative output. Hell yeah. So you do um, basically like a ton of different kind of creative outlets. You're a painter primarily, I want to say, but like also you do digital art, um, you paint murals and on things. You have a guitar that I saw that you did, like lots of really cool stuff. Oh yeah. It goes all over the place. I love to think of the world as my canvas. And so I even paint on people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's, that's, a that's awesome. I think that, uh, I, I love seeing that and I love all like seeing like, oh, she painted on this thing. That's cool. Like, um, and, and your online, your, uh, kind of like page, I guess that people could find you at is acrylic and mind trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's on Facebook and that's also on, uh, Etsy as one word. Yep. Uh, it's etsy.com slash shop slash acrylic and mind trip. And I will put that in the show notes so people don't have to type that in. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I also want to congratulate you. You were just nominated for the Omaha Entertainment and Arts Arts Awards uh, for Best Emerging Artist. That's exciting. Yeah, it took me by surprise. I screamed a little bit. So. <laughs> that's amazing. No, yeah. that's fun. That's yeah. a great honor. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, many years spent, so I'm, it feels cool to be recognized for all the energy that I've put into what I love. Yeah. Have you been in, in Omaha for, are you from Omaha? My you... whole life. Cool. Born and raised. <laughs> so you put a lot of uh, energy and art and paint <laughs> yeah. all over on, uh, in Omaha. Mm -hmm. Nice. So um, when we first met, you were doing a live painting at a Femme Fatale show, which was cool. Yeah, and that's going to happen again on November 26th, Black Friday. We're doing another uh, Femme Fatale volume, and um, we're going to be raising money for Micah House at that. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, so for people that don't know, what's Micah House? It is a shelter for women who are survivors of abuse. And um, I'm going to be raffling off a painting there. And all the proceeds that I make from that raffle will be going towards Micah House. Also, we're probably going to be um, trying to collect toys for kids because a lot of the women that go to that shelter also bring their children and the mm -hmm. holidays are just around the corner. So we want to spread some holiday cheer. Great. Yeah. No, that's an amazing event. And I love all of the 
I love the, um, you know, way that you're figuring out ways to, to, to give back and, and kind of pull a community together to support, uh, that organization and, and also female artists. Like it's, it's badass. It's cool. Oh yeah. I, I love it. I, um, I know I had been a part of a, a couple fem- all female shows in the past. And when the pandemic hit, that sort of came to a halt, but now it's back up and running again. And it's, cool to get involved with all the different creatives in the community. There's so many. Omaha is full of so much talent. It's really beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I discovered, I went because I knew somebody, one of the musicians that was playing, I forget who who it was that was playing that I already knew because now I know a bunch of other people there. So it's hard for me to remember who I knew before. (laughs) Oh yeah. There's, I mean, gosh, I don't know who it would have been. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my friends, um, GBG, their band, they play with Maggie. Um, Velasquez? Velasquez, yes. I think that's remember. how you say her last name. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they were all there to see her, so maybe I just went because of them. But anyway, it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see all the – it's cool to see artists, like, come and, and support each other. Mm-hmm. in Omaha? It's important, I think. I, I see so many creatives kind of work against each other sometimes, and I think it's important for people to come together because in the end we're all, you know, trying to spread similar messages or, like, if you're a visual artist, trying to put more color into the world, and so why not work together to create it? Like, when you come together as a team, you just – you can build so much more beauty that way. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's inspiring too. like being around other artists helps kind of like spark new inspiration. Oh yeah. I, um, I love getting to, I know, um, I work working at an art store. I get to meet a lot of different creatives on a day to day. A lot of, uh, people who like travel all over the world too and they're just stopping in to grab something because they might have an art show and getting to see what other people are working on like the other day I spoke to this kid and he was like probably 16 or 17 and I was like what are you looking for and like he was like I'm just I'm looking at the oil paints. I want to be like the ma- like paint like the masters. And I was like, well, let me see what you're working on. And he showed me a picture of this drawing he did. And I was like, well, you seem like a master to me already. Like building people up is yeah. just, it's, I don't know. It feels better than like being like, well, I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you'll have, you'll have people like that in any space and you'll also have people that want to support each other. So mm-hmm. You just choose what you want to be and you'll attract more people like that. For sure. I like, I, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, take me back a little bit. Like I'm, I don't know the background of how long you've been creating art, um, and kind of what that journey looks like for you. Well, I started painting, drawing, painting when I was five. Um, I, my parents are both artists in their own ways. My dad's a photographer and he was the first person to buy me an easel. And, um, he just kind of, he noticed how I like to draw and color a lot. Um, and so I think it was like a, a Christmas gift one year I got 
some sort of like a whole bunch of different kitty art supplies. And so I started painting then, and then I kind of worked my way up. Um, I, uh, I took a few art classes in high school and went to college for art, but dropped out because I partied a little too hard. Um, and I decided, I thought an I could- an artist partying too hard? That's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought I could pass, you know, my classes without actually going to class. Um, and you can't do yeah, that. I have a similar experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, dropped out of college and I took a pause on creating for a little bit. Um, I got into a relationship with someone who was, very abusive, like very physically abusive. And, um, he really knew how to tear me down. Mm -hmm. So, um, he told me I would never, he actually told me I would never amount to be an artist or anything. So that was cool. And, um, after that, I spent a long time isolating myself. I drank a lot. And then, um, I met a friend, she's living in Michigan right now. She moved to Oregon for a while. And anyway, um, I moved in with her and she just kind of broke me out of whatever spell I was in, in a lot of ways. So I started painting again and then people really started liking my painting and liking my artwork. And I, uh, I don't know, I went through spurts of that. And then, um, back when I was like 25 or so, I, 25 or 26, I went through this period of just getting sober mm -hmm. and for a couple years. And during that time, people started buying my artwork, which was really cool because it made me feel really good. It, make, it makes an artist feel really great when someone buys their work. Yeah. Everyone um, out there, it, it, if you want to like make artists feel good, and you want to support artists, there's this crazy thing you can do called buying their artwork. Yes, we appreciate it. Um, and then I started partying again a little too hard. And um, that was after, I don't know, I'm, I'm a romantic. So that was after a heartbreak um, when I started using again. And um, But during that time, I... I really started flourishing a little bit more with selling my artwork. And during the pandemic, um, people really seemed to like it a lot more, which was cool because I think people needed color in their homes or whatever since we were forced to stay at home. And uh, then I became sober again, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it happens. So I've been sober like seven months. And um, in that time... Uh, my artwork has just really flourished in, it's changed a lot. It's, a, it used to be very abstract and now there, you can find it's a little bit more, not literal, I guess it's like psychedelic. Yeah, but there's there's like subjects of yeah of in in like objects or people and stuff in in a lot of the paintings I see you doing now. Yeah, I try to include ob like I try to have it 
have some sort of objective and um, did a couple album covers for a couple bands in Omaha and including uh, Sandy, who we just uh, either was the previous episode before this or the one after it. I'm not sure which order it will be in, but <laughs> yeah, the, that album cover was uh, from you. So yeah. Did you do more than one of her uh, like covers? No, but I did uh, design an album cover for Mr. McMoney, who is uh that's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're based in Lincoln, and I think it's Tom Edelman and Jake Reisdorf and someone else. They're both in – or Tom Edelman is in Midland Band, and then Jake is oh, wow. in Funk Truck and Midland Band, and a whole bunch of – they're both in a bunch of projects. So they had me do one of their album covers during the pandemic, which was really cool. Um, and I've done another – I've done like three album covers for people, which is fun. I always like doing album covers. That's one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah, but that's just like a little bit of my story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's yeah. kind of puts things into perspective of like how long you've been working on and, and kind of like those, uh, you know, like I feel like good art comes a little bit from not from the suffering. I think that a lot of artists make the mistake of thinking like, I need to suffer to make good art. And I think that if you've suffered a little bit, then you don't need to keep suffering. You could just uh, take what you've learned from that or the, I think what's even better than making art about the suffering is, is the growth that comes out of that. Um, and there's a certain amount of kind of the inspiration that comes from that growth that, uh, inspires other people. And that's, I think it's obvious when it's in music or written word, I think it's a little more, uh, abstract, I guess, whenever it's a visual medium, like painting, where it's like, you're not just like saying like, this is what this is about. I mean, maybe you do give a little context like that, but you can feel it in, in the artwork, you know? I wholeheartedly agree. Like, I think that I used to subconsciously, and then I, when I got sober, I realized like, oh my God, like, I, I like to suffer. I don't, I need to stop doing this because this just puts me back into this hole. Like what? And then I had like an epiphany, like what? if I got inspired by positive things. <laughs> so crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of been, um, what I've been getting my inspiration from as of late, which I think, but my art feels a lot better when it's inspired by positivity from what I've noticed. So you can get inspired by both ways. Definitely. But I choose positivity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, and it's and that's not to say like there should never be any art made about kind of darkness and suffering. I think there's a certain amount of catharsis that can be found in that of like, oh, I'm not alone. Like when I'm in that dark space and I watch a movie or see a painting or something, it's like it's like someone else gets it. Like, but so many of us are, and I think feel like after the pandemic, it's like exploded the amount of people that are really stepping into this journey of like, I am done <laughs> suffering all the time uh, and being miserable. And I, it's not an easy path, but you know, I'm making a commitment that I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn to, to, you know, make a better life for myself. Some people that looks like sobriety, some people that's not necessary. Um, 
I think there's a lot more people that are addicts than would admit that. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, and sometimes you can replace an addiction for something else. It doesn't just have to be a mood alt. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to be like, I guess there's a lot of things that could be considered a drug. Like food is a drug for some people. But shopping can be like people replace one thing for another. And I think it's like coming to terms with like, maybe I don't need like anything. Like maybe like, I mean, food is important. It's important to eat and like drink water. Like it's balanced with everything. And it's what type of food too. Like Mm -hmm. there's, you really don't need sugary, like, uh, yeah, you don't need like, unfortunately, sorry, everyone, you don't need cake. (laughs) I think it's fine to to have some cake every once in a while, but you really don't need it. You can have your cake and eat it too. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need it. (laughs) You you don't need to eat it, but you, 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 you can eat some of it, just not the whole cake by yourself. (laughs) I've been there. Uh, you know, and I think that some people have a tendency to like lean into, uh, um, kind of like overdoing whatever, whatever, uh, like vessel they find for that kind of escape from whatever it is they're not dealing with. Cause like, you have like this energy and it's like, you feel, it feels wrong. So you're like, I need to do something to, to cover this up or get rid of it. And drugs and like mind altering substances help us do that. Uh, which you know, when you first use it, it makes total sense. But then very quickly it becomes you're only using it to maintain that status quo. Uh, and and potentially you're not ever even addressing the thing that was wrong in the first place. And then you just piled a bunch of new things on that. It's true. Like we all have a vice. I mean, I'm, I know I've got vices that I'm, you know, it, we're always a work in progress. And so I've got things that I'm always looking to alter in my life. Like caffeine is a huge thing for me. As soon as I quit drinking coffee and then like, you know, by the end of the day you drank like a whole pot and then you can feel your heart pounding out of your chest. And it's like, wow, I really like hate this feeling, (laughs) but it's, it, it's just, I think balance everything's you know okay in moderation but they're not everything yeah there's some some things you just don't need like you just there there's you know alcohol a lot of people don't really you just go without it you don't need it and some people really it just triggers too much of like a part of your brain that Mm -hmm. becomes like a spiral you know i mean a lot of alcohol is just like basically gasoline Really, it's yeah. made from ethanol and or corn, so that's basically gasoline that you're consuming. But I mean, I'm an alcoholic through and through. But there are people who can just yeah, same. I don't understand it. Like I, I resolve to say, hey, maybe there are people that can just drink a little bit and it's not a problem. Very few people that I see that drink. There are some people, and I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Mm-hmm. But most people that I see drinking, I'm like, no, I think you do have a problem, but you just don't know it or you're, you know, in inactive addiction. Yeah. Um, but I know personally, and that's really like the only thing that I can really know for sure is that like I do better in life when it's just not part of my life at all. Mm-hmm. I try to like, I know one of the things I learned is that I hate it when other people tell me what to do. And so I can't 
go and tell another person, you know, what to do with their addiction. Like I, I realize that like people have to realize that for themselves. You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to do like, I can say that like, yes, I think that someone is an addict. Uh, I could even say it to their face, but I'm not going to tell them they need to stop because mm-hmm. they're not going to listen. And that's not helpful. And it's not really loving the person as they are. No, but you know, like you live and learn and I, I've just, I've learned that like all I can do really is lead by an example in a way. And Mm -hmm. like, then maybe it'll catch on with someone else. Like, I'm just gonna put, I put out into the world like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Like, not telling you to do it, but if you want to try it it's like hey the, the grass <laughs> is pretty green over here yeah it feels just so you know pretty good to wake up without a headache and actually like not sleep for three days in a row and like get things done and do the things i said i would do instead of like making all of these empty promises that i never followed through with and so it's i don't know i i love being sober i got in trouble like i got in trouble like that's how i got sober and i'm really grateful i got in trouble like Mm. (laughs) i could have hurt someone like i mean for you know getting a dui is embarrassing And I could have hurt someone or I could have hurt myself or, you know, I could not be here today. And I'm grateful that I got pulled over for it. Like that's, I definitely deserved it. And so, you know, some people, when that happens, they don't see it in that way. And like, I choose to, because life is definitely about perspective and like how we choose to view things. And so I view it as a positive thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. And and I have a lot of friends that have gotten sober through the same mechanism or getting arrested for drugs or something. And uh, almost all of them uh, have the same kind of sentiment. You know, at first, obviously, it's like, I mean, it, do- it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it should. I mean, it's it's you. Like you said, you could hurt someone. And, and really, it's like you're hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of bargaining, I think, that it, I went through when I first stopped like my mom had picked me up after I was I had gone through like all the paperwork or whatever and Mm -hmm. um she was like I think you need to quit drinking and I just I threw a fit really like it was it's kind of like no like I can keep doing this like I can keep living this life and then I just started crying and I'm like I have to quit and like the first day was like the messiest but yeah I'll never forget that moment and I am grateful to have a mom like my own. She's a warrior. Yeah, I mean, it's ama- it's great that you have that support. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does. And so, like, I, I try not to take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, thank you for joining us. I think that we've covered a, a little bit of – quite a bit of ground. And, and um, I want to congratulate you again on that nomination. Uh, Best Emerging Artist, that's, that's something – uh, and I think you're just getting started, you know, like you, you've kind of been on this new train of creativity and, and like growth for only a few months, really. So like, yeah. uh, at least in this round of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm just open to whatever and like going into life without expectations and just going with the flow and letting, you know, things come as they might, like not everything is going to be perfect all the time and that's okay. Like 
I'm, but those beautiful moments like really make up for like the not so beautiful moments. So I'm happy. (laughs) That's great. And you can tell in your art, I feel like your art is pretty happy. And I think that's what people resonate with. It's like, even if they're not currently happy, uh, it makes them want to, it's like, I want to feel like that painting looks like the way the painting (laughs) makes me feel. Yeah, definitely. I hope that, you know, people, pick up on joy I just want to spread color into the world that's my goal so I hope I I can reach the world somehow (laughs) I think that's a beautiful goal yeah thank you so much thank you bye